very warm welcome to Capital Sports North American Roundup Show. I'm Alan Moore and I'm going to talk with Alex B. Just one moment because, of course, we do our long form, but this is a short, sweet and very to the point show based on North American sports. So straight away, I'm going to go across to Alex. Alex, uh, it's it's good morning for me, but it's uh, early hours of the morning for you. Yes. Uh, yes, it is 1.35 a.m. in North America and we're ready to rumble with all the news. Lovely. Um, big one because we're waiting, we're counting the days. It's just over three weeks away until the NBA comes back. Uh, what's happening on the court right now or what's happening off the court more importantly? The NBA is planning to restart the season in July 30th, was planning to restart in July 30th in Orlando. However, now that they've announced additional COVID tests, because there have been a lot of, there, there already has been a lot of tests, but a lot of players have been testing positive. So since June 23rd, 25 out of the 351 players have tested positive. So they, they've been doing a lot more tested testings. They've invented these new like rings that tell you if you have the virus or not when you wear it. I don't know, but they're doing a lot of tests right now. They, they're not really ready to, start just yet. Alex, is that going to be a bit of a problem? Because of course, we, we do notice some people won't show symptoms or won't test positive for a couple of weeks after they have the virus. Is there a worry that maybe the league might have to be pushed back even further? Oh, well, there was. We have discussed, you know, that they shouldn't be rushing this process because, you know, we still don't know. Not everybody has been tested. Only still like a relatively small percentage of the overall population knows for sure if they have the virus. It still might be a bit early to have those games again. But at the same time, they have been doing this for, for, for a very long time. And they're just, you know, the players want to get back on the court. Um, well, I mean, the ones that do, they want to get back on the court and, you know they're trying to restart the uh, for the teams that didn't make it didn't make the cut to make the playoffs. They're going to have a tournament out of the eight teams. So for all the fans of the uh, Cleveland Golden State rivalry, there there may be something brewing here. <laughs> so so the losers will actually have a little tournament as well. Uh, yes. Yeah, so they might have a. This isn't hundred uh, percent, but they might have a little tournament of their own. Okay, now listen, something you mentioned, Alex, and that you brought up to us before, um, is that there are some players who don't want to come back, partially, or some of them, uh, don't want to come back because of health and safety concerns, and another part don't come back because of Black Lives Matter. Is that correct? That, that is correct, yes. There, you know, a lot of athletes, not just in basketball, but in general, are speaking out and they don't want to, they refuse to you know, continue uh, stepping out on the court or whatever it is that they do until, you know, certain issues are addressed. So uh, the NBA, a lot of NBA players, they're still, you know, a lot of people are just still upset in general. You know, it was, it was the 4th of July not too long ago. You know, there was a visible presence on Instagram and the internet of people who were, you know, who didn't agree with the values of the 4th of July uh, or like what's happening right now. So I think it's still something that, just like the virus, they need to figure out before we restart again. Okay, any other basketball news knocking around, even in the lines of trades or even potential recruits for uh, for NBA clubs? Oh no, not really. There hasn't been a lot of trade talk to be, or any like big trade talk to be honest. But again, the Warriors are really like they've had a rough season right now, but they're looking very good to come out uh, in this season. Very, you know that. 
at the top of their game because you know a lot of their stars are going to come back and they might pull some trade moves with their with the draft picks that they already have. The Warriors from Golden State and the Cavaliers from Cleveland, both of them, uh, you know, were, were duking it out for the, the you know the, the, the championship a couple of years back. What led to both their downfalls? Oh man! If I could get a dime for every time I've been asked this question on, on this show, listen. Right, I think right now, if the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers would face off, it's it's still going to be a tough one. I think the Cleveland Cavaliers would come out because they have Andre Drummond and Kevin Love, who are still, you know, they they've seen better, they've had better seasons, but they're still, you know, very good, experienced players. So I think just because of these two, they would win. But to answer your question, again, it was, you know, in Cleveland, it was a difficult situation because they had all these players playing for, you know, playing with LeBron James. And they the plan that they had was to just pretty much give the ball to LeBron. And all of the players that wanted to, you know, do more than that, you know, could actually leave a mark, like Kyrie Irving, Dwayne Wade, Derrick Rose, all those guys that played there. They had to – they were – pretty much traded away because uh, they couldn't, you know, they just couldn't find their chemistry because of all these players. And then for the Warriors, yeah, it's just been injuries. Uh, you know, they were in the finals last year. And this and this year's just, you know, a lot of their players were injured and, you know, they have been pulling a lot of trade moves. But I think, yeah, until Clay Thompson and Steph Curry are back, they're not going to find the same success that they've been finding in the past couple of years. Uh, NHL, of course, is due to come back soon as well. Uh, what's happening on the ice? Uh, so right now the big news is that the players, uh, they have reached an agreement on the protocols to resume the season. So th- that's good news that NHL, you know, the players at least are ready to continue the season. Hockey fan as well. How excited are you that the, the hockey's coming back as well? Oh, I'm just excited that anything is coming back. Again, you know, I'm I'm concerned that, you know, I, I don't want them to rush anything because I, I wouldn't I would hate to see any long term uh, consequences of this. You know, another, you know, sports cancellation or something like that. You know, that would be bad. So I'd rather just that they take the time that they need to make sure that every everything is safe, and then yeah, sports need to come back. Um, Alex, finally moving on to UFC. Fight Island, it is gathering in strength and speed and a huge fighter in every sense is signed up, we believe, for a major title fight. Uh, yes, so uh, Welterweight, uh, the holder of the BMF title, Kamaru Usman, um, who we talked, oh, sorry, George Mazadal. He is going to fight the champ. Kamaru Usman because Gilbert Burns, the man who was going to challenge Kamaru Usman for the title, has and he so he fell out of the fight. I'm not really sure about the reason, but Masvidal is going to get the title shot that he wanted. And you know this is interesting because not so long ago we talked about Masvidal being one of the stars leaving the UFC because they were unhappy with the fights they were getting alongside Conor McGregor and John Jones. So now I think they kind of reached. You know, it's good to see that they reached a consensus with him and that they gave him the title shot. They were saying how he's been tested and or he's being tested for COVID and so on. But with the current state of play in the UFC, uh, is there a worry that, like, you know, that they, the whole idea with Fight Island, it might be maybe a step too far? 
everything the UFC has put on so far, like up to this point, I just think that, you know, they've had some great events, like not a lot of, you know, there hasn't really been a lot of consequences. There's been, you know, there's been some really great fights. I don't know what it has, what it was, uh, if it was because of the fans not being there or because the size of the cage was smaller, but uh, I don't know. The fights have just been, there's been some great fights going on there. Like Daniel Poirier, Daniel Poirier, oh, I'm sorry, Daniel Hooker versus Dustin Poirier, the, the, the latest fight that's happened in the UFC. That's a, you know, just another example of that. It was a fantastic fight. You know, I think they've been, they've managed to be very safe about the way that they do things. And, you know, I just hope that they continue the same way. Good stuff. Listen, Alex, uh, anything else um, on the newswire over in North America at the moment that might be interesting for our listeners? Uh, well, I did get some breaking news just now that the Sacramento Kings and the Milwaukee Bucks have shut down their training facilities. So just literally what we were just talking about, you know, they're rushing the process. Now they're realizing that maybe it's too early that they're doing this stuff. Now they're shutting down. Now that was going to be this whole process. So, you know, this is just highlights the importance of their, them prioritizing their safety. Because this isn't; these are the first teams. Because we've had it in American football as well. Like Tampa Bay have had to close their facilities. You also, uh, I, I see that there's some breaking news coming out from the NHL as well. These games are going to happen in Edmonton, Toronto. Of course, in Canada, it's not quite as bad as it is in the United States. So that's probably a good move. Okay. That, okay. That that sounds good. I still always question the wisdom of having all the events in Florida, but you know. <laughs> name changes um yeah so this has probably been the biggest news of today this yeah it was just great to see some of this happen finally because there's a lot of teams and uh in american sports that are based off of you know native american sort of tribes or you know names for native americans slurs and so on so that's, you know, such as like the, we have the Chicago Blackhawks and the NHL and in the NFL, there's the Washington Redskins and the Cleveland Indians uh, in baseball. So the Washington Redskins, you know, this is just the, the Redskins, it was a term, it was like a racial slur that white people use towards uh, Native Americans back, back, you know, when they were committing all those crimes against them. So you know, they should have done this a lot earlier. This shouldn't really have happened in the first place, but it's, go- it's good to see that they're finally making some changes. Difficult with nicknames of teams because, like, you know, some teams are called, like, you know, well, say, organistic rebels or, you know, yeah. things. Yeah, it's just, I think, you know, like all these, you know, it's, it's really a, a genocide that you're tying into football and you know american patriotism you know football like fourth of july all that stuff you know i think it's important that these things uh you know you stay respectful to you know to all those people it's it's always a very very fine point and i think you know it's been a long time coming with the washington redskins cleveland indians they have you know they removed chief wahoo from their uniform uh from the logo but that's your know, fingers crossed we'll progress more that way as well Alex B thank you very much for your time uh, in the early hours of this morning <laughs> and um, we'll talk to you later in the week alright thank you always a pleasure to be on